Podcast like a motherfucker. Welcome to an impromptu Christmas episode of Emma Time Podcast. Maybe I have to look a little bit closer. You already broke my mojo. We can start again. I can edit it. He's not gonna edit You're it. not gonna edit it. He's not gonna edit it. Literally not. Do you know how much it. I edit this shit? You never do. One percent. I edit. Tell me, tell you what, the dread off episode that I just released, six hours, I fucking sat and listened to that and edited that shit. If I'm honest, I know that for a fact that we recorded episodes that you have not yet released. Two episodes, and I'm never going to release them because they're I'm absolute not, shit. Yeah, just, just us talking. We were just sh- sh- getting shit-faced and yeah. talking crap. Like, <laughs> it's not entertaining. We did, didn't include the best, um, like, I have to remember the episode when we talked about uh, the fluff of the quaddle and the pants. That, that was there. That was like, one of our most listened to episodes. That's the best episode. It's one of our most listened to episodes. What's the best episode? Also, what is this? It's also you the, you the, the, most, when, the most ranching episode. When Patrick and I got shit-faced on wine. You were there too. And you were there. You came round after we were shit-faced. And then you, you stayed for like an hour. Realised we were way too shit-faced to be sensible and left. <laughs> and we carried on podcasting for like three hours. <laughs> oh. What's oh up my so, cheers and welcome to episode number what? 50, 50, 59? 59? Really? Yeah. A Christmas special. I think I've heard 58. It could be a Christmas. Yeah. That's why it's episode 59. Well, I thought you had more <laughs> more, uh, more coming, but apparently maybe, not. Maybe, okay. maybe not. So, it's not not even 60. Not yet. Oh, wow. maybe, maybe 60 will be the New Year's edition. And this can be the Christmas special. December special. We'll see. <laughs> so I uh, got two not so special guests. Thank you. <laughs> podcast regulars, you well, might I say. I think we're special because podcast, we have, podcast we have, irregulars. We haven't been on the podcast for ages. We never get invited anymore. No. Well, you never ask anymore. <laughs> Patrick is doing Italian. Im- now you're just being racist. Casual racism on Amazon is quite normal. Don't even start us on the here, come on. Don't even start us on that rice. Yeah. He says eating some Italian ham. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, the Christmas special coming from Vesterbrook. 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 Amazon Podcast Studios. Yeah. Now with Christopher, which would be me. Hello. And. <laughs> <laughs> I think you heard me before, hopefully. Probably. And uh, the usual guest, podcast host, person, host of the show, Henry P. Miller. 
I heard that Casimir was promoted for for host. Yeah, Casimir and Sassiel, they're like podcast regulars now, so they're like oh. they they're like full time hosts now. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, you you got to to put the hours in, and then you get promoted. You know, we're still like we're still like the foot soldiers, yeah. Yeah. doing all the hard work, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> literally doing all the lifting, never credited, all the drinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have some of that chocolate. Go for it. Yeah. Get the celebrations going, dude. It's the first time we talked since Corona lockdown back in April. Was that, March. The, last, was that the last time you were on the show? March. Yeah, yeah, it was. I had a kid. Yeah, you did. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. It's a boy. I bought a horse. Patrick bought a horse. It's a girl. We both bought a car. I leased it. Oh, I bought it. <laughs> 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 and it's very uh, interesting guys <laughs> okay maybe not it's the 12th of December what, what have you been doing Christopher in the hobby since March I have been working on my hybrid army <laughs> it's like <laughs> you can plug it into the charger and you can fill it with gas and it goes the same what it's like a vampire and a werewolf in the same time yeah or dreadful it's literally a hobby brothel <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be whatever you want it to be for a night <laughs> you can go in you can get whatever you want <laughs> yeah. um, no, I posted some pictures you use the, it how you like yeah exactly right I, I, paint, I posted some pictures in the hobby blog on the Amazon podcast p-log yeah, which, which you is, can find on the user blog section yeah which is by the way if you don't search for it it's a hint it's impossible to find I tried to find it didn't realize it was there Henry, Henry never told me so, but I found it and I started posting pictures of it. I've been painting these small ghosty type thingies from Puppets War Miniatures called Demonic Infants. Disturbing name, but I think that's it. And uh, So what, what you, what's the plan with these like ghosty things? They're going to be zombies. So you're making... Is this for your Assassin's Creed style army? Yeah. yeah. So you want it to be Dread Elves, Empire and VC? Yes. Yes. <laughs> but not strictly limited to those armies. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a true hybrid in, the, it in is, all sense In of the, the truest sense of the word, it's a hybrid army. Empire Sunstone. It could work. It could work. I'm thinking. Because I'm also using these... Um, well, you see, Patrick was super inspired by what I was doing, so he basically decided to copy it. <laughs> I didn't know you were making it. <laughs> <laughs> um... So yeah, I mean, I'm working on that. Uh, slow and steady wins the race. I finished my altar, which is basically every single model in every single army, which is on a 60 by 100 millimeter base. So uh, like a, a Dread Elves altar, a VC, yep. Court of the Damned, and an Empire. It's actually not an Empire thing. Not an anymore. Empire thing. Yeah, because they don't have 60 by 100 it's, anymore. 50 times 100. Yeah, that's actually a bit of a problem. But at the end of the day, the, the plan was for it to be uh, Dread Elves. May, maybe when Empire come along, you'll get a 60 by 100. We'll see. We'll never know. We'll see. Yeah. The idea is um, I'm spending a lot of time making these models, and I don't have any time at all. <laughs> um, so well, with the child and the intensive job. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I'm quite impressed, actually, how much you've done in the last few weeks, let's say. 
this month has been particularly crazy. I haven't done any hobby. You, you've made you've made progress I've recently. Made, I've made progress, yeah. but this is literally water upon rock. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if, if you're if you're interested in seeing Christopher's uh, creation, go and go and check out the Amazon P log. It's actually a pretty decent paint job you've done on that altar. Like, it looks super yeah. good. Yeah, I did. I put a lot of hours into it. Yeah, it's been like a week painting it almost. Yeah, actually. it was it was super it's super good. Like, yeah. there's good effort there. And Patrick, you've also been doing some hobby in the yeah. commas. You made some gay pride nights. Yeah. <laughs> you want I to had, explain? <laughs> I had to uh, to test the new uh, what's it called watercolors contrast, contrast, contrast paints. paints. So I painted nine nights or twelve or uh, nine or twelve nights just to see how the colors worked. And they're they're <laughs> quite quite bright. <laughs> very fruity one night. <laughs> And they all, all every every night is different, so it's very good. It's only with contrast paint. It is flamboyant. I wouldn't say it's pretty. It's out there, <laughs> but, but they're painted, ish. Yeah, yeah. They they look uh, really coherent as a unit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a test. I'm not gonna really continue down that line. <laughs> I'm gonna do something completely different. I painted the human. You saw them yeah, on the picture. Yeah, they 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 they'll actually look pretty good. They actually yeah. have highlights on them. Are they called yeoman? Mounted yeoman, yeah. Still, yeah, still yeoman. Mm. Sure. Or they could be. They could things. be yeoman outriders. I think or, I'm pretty sure the yeoman has some description. Yeah, okay. Or they could be something else. With. Repeater impose. Oh, they could be something distinctly <laughs> so, red. So you're also thinking of doing a hybrid army. Yeah, I was planning to. I was trying to get, I was trying to build a ki uh, kingdom equity army. Yeah. And then I played a few games with it and found out I, it's shit. <laughs> and you played a few games against the, the new Dread Elves. And I, I, <laughs> I, I like the new Dread Elf book a lot. And I think a lot of the units are very, um, like, very. How do you, you want to play them? Like, you yeah. want to put them on a table because they have so many different things and so many different cool things they can do. And you, it, like, it's new toy. And you always want to play with that, right? Yeah. But it it also has like a Roman feel to it, and yeah, I actually yeah, I like really that. really like that yeah. a lot. Yeah. It's different from the old Red Elf thing. Yeah. But I didn't like the old Red Elf book at all. I didn't like the old Red Elf army, but the new army made me actually want to play that thing. It's so so open, right? You can do everything. Yeah, and you can you can choose you can make a lot of different lists out of it, right? And I think it's a battle line aspect of it that yeah. made it cool. A hundred percent, yeah. So you, yeah, you, you've been playing against my like my beast beastmaster list, yeah. But like the the MSU the true MSU list is like crazy. Like even more units. I don't have enough models to use. I need to get like a but, lot more legionaries. <laughs> but anyway, it made me kind of wanted to build an army. Instead yeah. of the KOE, so I'm building something that hopefully can be used as both. Yeah. And I also accidentally bought, like... Ac accidentally? <laughs> accidentally put my payment details into a website. It's kind of a thing where you, like, trip and fall with your credit card and, like, kind of <laughs> mash it. You just happen to land on the, on the card register. <laughs> so what did you buy? I bought like uh, 98 models from Racing Heroes. <laughs> For a grand total of how many euros? 450 euros. <laughs> oh! Do you, do you guys That's know like that? rent. That's like rent for a month. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys know that meme of this? Uh, it's this 
sketch where this black haired girl is always like it's a little bit socially awkward and like she and she's got like when you're shopping for necessities you always get the basement fucked phone <laughs> <laughs> <Burned> down <laughs> the the cheap stuff and all that and then when it comes to whatever she cares about in her case it's like books she comes into the bookstore and she's dressed like a pimp or something like p diddy or something yeah. and she just kind of splashes cat <laughs> i think that's every hobbyist in gw yeah, yeah. <laughs> you walk in like put your money on the counter you're like yeah bro just give me all that plastic but, but shit. i also spend uh, like 150 euros on basis for some of the models Oh yeah, 150 euros on bases. You see, he Patrick bought resin <laughs> bases. I bought some like he uh, bought resin bases. I bought some candles and some stuff for his resin army. I bought some Corinthian what, pillars, pillars, Pillar, pillars. Yeah. Also for the Roman feel of the army. Where did you get the Corinthian pillars? Some resin base shop on the internet. I, I, accidentally look, I might look into that. I accidentally stumbled upon it and put in my credit card yeah, detail yeah, and, and ordered and, some shit. And verified by SMS code and everything. This it's, it's just happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So So you're so basically you're building a KOE slash dread elves. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be It's gonna be dread elves and gonna be girls. KOE book covers. Like all, all of the models are girls, so it's gonna be like I heard this KOE thing where they are really ranting about the feminism oh, yeah. thing <laughs> about the army, so you can't have too many boys. So now I'm building like a, an army of girls just to like put some counterweight to that. Yeah, gender equality, bitch. It's not gonna be gender. <laughs> it's not gonna be gender equality. It's every, everybody's girls. It's gonna be like super skewed the wrong way. <laughs> the, no, other the wrong way. So the whole army is going to be girls, except for the general, he's going to be a guy. We all know it. I have, I have him already. I have him already, yeah. He's going to be the prince or the general the or duke. the duke, whichever oh, army he's wow. going to be. He's going to be the Green Knight model. Yeah. Or maybe not, he's going to be the Green Knight. I actually realized that I also dropped a lot of cash on models that yeah. I just forgot. I bought a hat Sassiel. Print me uh, Leonardo da Vinci's esque clockwork. Oh, record. he was saying he was telling me about this. He said it took fucking ages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of stressed <laughs> at his uh, little print thingy. Yeah, I haven't put it together just yet, but I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, he printed my dragon. Ah, the the Asian dragon. What, yeah. what what's what's the what's the name for this kind of dragon again? Does it have a name? I don't know. The the model the company that make the prints called. As clay cyanide miniatures. Oh, and those are the one with the Bushido lineup, something. No, no, no. Oh, okay. It's like a 3D print company, but they did like an Asian month, and this was. This is called Watatsumi Dragon or something. It's basically a snake dragon. No, yeah. no, it's a Chinese dragon. Asian, Asian dragon, yeah. Asian dragon. Snake dragon. No, no. It's not got wings. It's definitely not got wings. It's not a snake. It's got a long ass body it's and no a, wings. It's not a snake. It's not a serpent at all. It's a dragon. It's like a penis dragon. What's... I don't know. Whatever. Your penis <laughs> doesn't do like it does. How do you know? I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. I, I'm, uh, I haven't actually told you guys, uh, but I'm working on the... <laughs> I wasn't sure what you were going to say though. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Coming back on track, talking about spending money, <laughs> I bought the Triumph of St. Catherine, which oh. is a 40k uh, diorama piece with a bunch of those Sisters of Battle Girls. 
and I'm going to use it as a unit filler in conjunction with a black coach, the new one, the big ass one they made. How, how big is your unit going to be? Oh, the, the, the thing is, it's going to be a black coach, okay. right? So, so you're going to have 40k in one? Yeah, but I'm going to swap things around a little bit so it looks like the angels are like kind of pulling the chassis, and then I'm going to make it into kind of a Pope mobile. Ah, okay. Yeah, so it's going to be golden in the same way as you envision like something like Queen Victoria's uh, carriage, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. so it's going to be painted the same way, and then I'm going to change the spirits into flying angels, which are coming along with like a halo and a couple of wings on them. I see Henry just brought up a picture of it, right? Yeah. So if you imagine merging the Triumph of St. Catherine with the black so coach. basically the angels are pulling the black coach. Yeah, exactly right. You still have the horses. Ah. But I'm gonna... So you're going to put it on a 50 by 100? I don't really see another way of making it work. Yeah, I mean, it could be like a chariot for the Dreadolves, it could be an altar for the Empire, it could be a, multiple a, bla use. a black coach for the yeah, multiple use, right? The BC, yeah. yeah, I mean... It could be a temple legion on the Raptor chariot. Can't have a temple legion mounted. No, but it could no, be a uh, legion legion on the Raptor chariot. We'll get back to that, though. <laughs> but, so yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to merge those into something and then use the rest of the chicks, so to speak. Yeah. as unit fillers for my papal guard to like kind of bunch up around the Pope that I painted. Yeah. You can also see it on the P-Lock. Yeah. So it's going to be his hose. It's going to be Pimp Daddy and his hose. Pimp Daddy and his hose. The, yeah. the, the what are they called? Rodies or whatever? I have no idea. You're Rody, more, Rodies. You're more advanced than I am in these matters. <laughs> <laughs> the, the girls that tag along with the band? In the tour bus? Groupies. Groupies, yeah. Roadies. Roadies sounds like hitchhikers. Roadies are slightly more hairier groupies. <laughs> <laughs> I was never a rock star, so how would I know? Yeah. So I've been working on that. What? I'm pretty proud of it. I think it's pretty original. Yeah, it's a really good idea. Yeah. Will you have like a big angel as well? Or just, just these angels? So have you seen the 3D... Stuff from Raging Heroes. I mean, aside from the like the regular. No, they made some like a, a STL file release, which they will eventually make into miniatures, but currently only STL, and they made some seriously cool angel ones. I think I got some. You got some, yeah, you did. Silver stuff from them. Yeah, but you bought, didn't the you buy like centaurs a, and stuff? Did these? You, you're not. I mean, there's like one angel carrying another falling angel, reaching up towards some sort of halo star. Mm, I'm it's, not sure. I, I feel yeah. I feel like I got some centaurs or something from them. Raging Heroes is really it's really making a lot of cool stuff, but yeah. it's STL only. It's the well, that's that's fine if you have a friend who makes print who prints stuff for you. Sassy Al is basic. <laughs> it's basically at a sweatshop at this point. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You feed him wine and he, yeah. he brings you miniatures. Yeah. <laughs> he even delivered it to me to my address this last time. Yeah, well, super nice. I'm really looking forward to the clockwork dragon. So I'm going to paint that in a Da Vinci-esque color scheme. So it's going to be wood and brass. Yeah. So it's going to be look. And then the only thing I'm really look. I'm, and you should email us this. You should tell us good ideas for a, a rider for this dragon. Has to... He's not going to be looking like Leonardo da Vinci because that's going to be kind of, that's not going to fit the theme. But you you want to think Assassin's Creed. So you want to think some kind of hooded, priesty character. Could it be like the old man of the mountains? The what, what? The old man of the mountains. I have no idea who this is. 
That's like the... I think in, if you're going to go back to the Assassin's Creed game, I think he was called like Al Altair or something like that. Altair is like the the, protect, the protagonist is yeah. the evil guy, right? The, the, but no, the he's guy, called Almu... Almu something. The guy that's like the old man who... Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That, that's the, that's like exactly... The old man of the mountains, er, right? Exactly, that's the guy... The, the villain from the original Assassin's Creed game is what yeah. I'm going for. Yeah. He's got like this hood over his head. Yeah. It's Bit black robe. And then he gets a hand on the Apple of Eden, yeah. which proves to be this artifact, which has, I can't actually remember it anymore. So I'm looking something in between of a, of a master of the Cranerick Tower and a hooded guy who's kind of maybe levitating. I'm leaning oh, towards- Oh, you're gonna something like that. I'm leaning towards it. I'm not entirely sure because the idea is he uses the Apple of Eden to kind of- So you want it to be both a warlock and a everything? It's gonna be a guy and a dragon. Yeah, yeah, okay. Mostly for dread elves. You can have him levitating in front of the dragon. Yeah, I'm thinking. Have you guys? Hand. Yeah. I'm thinking of working from a basis of the new Teclas model. The one with the with the, with the horns. Yes. With a head swap. <laughs> my, my my for those not for those not in the room, my face was like very. Skeptical. Henry was <laughs> looking to the stars for answers. <laughs> no, I because think, I think the new like what are whatever they call Lumini, Lumini, Lumina, Lunatics. They're basically <laughs> really, really cool models actually, except for the like blend of Minotaurs and Elves. Yeah, but the the Spearmen and and the and the the bonsai Minotaur guys. Yeah. yeah. I don't get those. Yeah, the Illuminati elves. I think I, I, I like the cavalry. I think mm. the cavalry could be warlocks. Acolytes. I'm gonna use those for fast path. Acolytes. Hundred percent. I'm gonna use those. For fast I like path. the cav. They could be the spears. Okay. I like them. But for three hundred krona for ten. Still cheaper than raging heroes. Sounds cheap to me. Three hundred krona for ten. Still cheaper than ah, raging heroes. Skimming. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was cavalry. <laughs> yeah, but okay. How many how many legionaries did I have in this game? It's gonna be expensive. Four, sixty. Four sixty. Sacrifices will have to be made. <laughs> how many? How much money is that? You have a job now, right? It's well, not. It's well, not about how much well money you make. Job. It's about how many robberies can you make. <laughs> <laughs> How much you don't play polo yeah. every weekend? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I, I like, I like them, but the archers are really weird. No, thank no, you. I like the cavalry guys. The they characters could be, are not so nice. They could nice. be acolytes. Sure. Yeah, the cavalry good. Could also be fast calf. I, I would, I would, uh, I would revamp my highborn lancers if I thought they were good with these guys. But the highborn yeah. lancers have a really, really easy fix. Fight next to ranked. Yeah, or two attacks. What is? Or two attacks. No, no, five next rank. Yeah, we're not wish listing. Anyway, so um, what's your thoughts on the new Dreadnoughts? Let's be very brief. I think it's a very cool book. I think there's few things that are maybe too cheap, and I think the warlock ability of casting is one too good so it needs to only lower the digital roll on one until two i think super well made 
I like everything. I obviously want to play the army. So do I. Um, I think the battle oracle is too cheap. By about maybe even a hundred points. Hundred points. Wow! 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 Nobody's gonna play it if it's hundred points more. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't play it if well, it was fifty points more. Well. I d I don't have it in my list. I don't know. It's just when looking at it, you get the four plus eight save. Yeah. Of course, it's only in combat. I agree. You get a generic minus one to hit on the unit yeah. that she's in. That also, by the way, includes the altar. If you include that in that unit, the new upgrade of altar, the mobile one. You also gain fighter stats, which is uh, not really. Yeah, you do. Mm. Is it three attacks? It's three attacks. Strength four. Weapons go five. Defensive weapons go five. Initiative six. Uh, strength four if you want. So you've got better fighter stats than most human stat lines. You also have leadership nine, and you have the ability to become a BSB. Okay. So let me just. Um, this I don't know if you've seen it. There's a trick to avoid the penalty for hitting the unit. Oh, there is. Uh, yeah. It is like. It's really obvious to see that when you put out in your book. You have to kind of read the rules two or three times to understand them. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people read them half. And then they like me, they scream, overpowered! <laughs> but it's only if your unit touches the model. Yeah. So if you have two units. Yeah. And one is clipping the temple legate and the other unit is not touching her at all. Then you just go to town against these toughness three elves with no save at all. Yeah. Sure. So yeah, there's ways to play around it. I agree with that. But, but it's really but, strong. I agree but with that. Bear too. in mind, this is a 280 point model. Yeah. This is a quite expensive. That is only 85 points more expensive than an average human edit. For 85 points, you get better than human hero level fighter stats. And you get is. leadership nine. You get a conditional. You get what nine? The what? What do you mean? Is it not, it's not called Leech anymore. Uh, this, sorry, Discipline. Discipline. You get also a battle focus <laughs> and a lethal strike. No, and then lightning strike. Uh, lightning reflexes. You get lightning reflexes, you battle get focus. battle focus, you get the blade of Doric, which is essentially a magic weapon. You have to pay for them. No, it's free. Ah. And um, you also get, um, what was I saying? Yeah, the conditional. Uh, 4 plus Aegis saved in close combat for 280 points. So you're kind of you're kind of getting more value. But do you not think 280 points is quite expensive for no. a character? Not for a, not for an edit. Everybody else pays at least 200 points, and then you add on either a mount or some item or whatever, and it's basically the same cost. But do you, do you not think that like it's not quite a combat character? It's, it's, not, it's not quite a combat it's character. Obviously, not quite a combat character. But it's at the same time, it's eighty points more. Yeah, it's eighty points. You're already more. paying that kind of chassis, right? But the eighty points for that you get in close combat a four plus eight. You get discipline nine. You get fighter stats on the wizard. Yeah, I'm not, and you I'm get not, an I'm unconditional. Not, I'm not. Dis I'm, not dis I'm not disagreeing with you. Okay, but what I'm saying is like, if um, if it was. 
if it was your, let's say, whatever list you're running with, Kingdom of Aquitaine or whatever, would you pay 100 points more? Or 85 points more? For a 4 of water. For all those things on your wizard? Yes. Unequivocally. But, but would you would you actually, or would you rather it just be a wizard and not and get some hundred points? I'd sprouts? rather have a hundred points go into a four plus Aegis and an unconditional minus one to hidden close combat for my entire unit. Well, but, it's not unconditional. But like a lot, of, but it's a lot of wizards are just hanging out in the back anyway. But this one doesn't have to. Well, that's the idea of the whole design, right? Yeah, I understand that. But you get so much. I mean, the the battle oracle upgrade. Let's just say that you gained. That you gained access to the fighter stats and the four plus water save and the, the minus save? one to hit. The what yeah, save? yeah sorry, the, the four plus Aegis save. Drink. Oh my god. <laughs> I haven't been on the podcast for a while. It's going to yeah. be a long night. So the Aegis save, the minus one to hit for the unit, right? And the discipline nine and the fighter stats. Yeah. Right? And I'm the not, magic I'm weapon. Not, I'm not saying, I'm How saying. much. Considering your average human adept comes in at 180, 190 points, how much more would you value those three things? Fighting stats, the generic minus one to hit against the unit, and the four plus Aegis. I, I think you could you could say it's the same price as the Master Counter Tower from the Hibernals. Yeah. And that has been deemed a little too cheap for what it does. And it it has three spells. But it doesn't have the Aegis save or the battle focus or the other things. But it, it, it do strike very nicely with a great weapon though. It's also better in combat, like just by stats. Yeah, it, the, obviously the Master of the Chronic Tower is better. Sure about that. I, yeah, I, I 100% is. agree with that. But, but Kill the dragon today. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. what is, so what's the generic price of like a high, a high born, what's it called, commander? Hundred and seventeen. I think it's cheaper because you say it's the same price, but with with the upgrade, it's with the upgrade. It's, it's like yeah. about the same price. It's yeah. like five points. Yeah, but then you have to pay for the great weapon. Yeah, yeah. one hundred thirty-five for the commander and one hundred and fifty for the upgrade. So it's five points more. That's one hundred eighty-five, and then you put the great weapon on top of that. And he, this guy is still naked in his pen. He does have one more spell. Yeah. And he's a little bit better in combat. Great weapon is substantially better in combat. Not substantially. Strength six compared to strength four. Yeah, but it's with the the blaze of Doric kind of changes that a little bit. Not really. It's it's very magic reliant, right? I agree with that. That he's better in combat, but he's also more, not. More, more. He's also not giving the entire unit of swordmasters he's in minus one to hit against them. Or has an Aegis. But 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 neither does the. The Oracle. The Oracle gives the entire unit minus Not Swordmasters or anything else. She only gives only to, units for Blades of Rack. Yeah, yeah, sure. She gives which are naked. Which are literally naked and defensive weapons go free. Yeah. So I get that. But the thing that you get for your money's worth, I don't see anyone else getting. You could have a Temple Legate in a unit of Acolytes. On foot, yeah. With Blades of Dark. Yeah. If you cast one spell on them. If you cast a right spell on them. All of a sudden, you have a unit with minus one to hit and a, and a very, very high ATC. And a stupid character on foot next to them. <laughs> but it is true, you could do it. You could do it. <laughs> you could also, Don't do it. You could also skydive without a parachute. It is possible, it's not recommendable. <laughs> 
So, without going into too much rantiness on this... I think it's a nice design. I'm not sure about the points, but I think it's a nice design. Mm. I, th I think it's very good. Yeah. But I, I also agree that if you raise it with 50 points or 100 points, it's... No one's going to take it. It's going to be ooh, too expensive. I wouldn't I wouldn't take it that price. I think the price it's at is fine. Uh, maybe 10 points more or something. Yeah. As, soon, as soon as you hit 300, 300 points? Yeah. Nah. You, you see, I think it should be kind of an It can upgrade. also be a BSB, right? Yeah. For another 50 points. Yeah. yeah. So you take, you take a BSB and then it's what, 330 base? But the quality is 100 should be a BSB. Okay, let's talk BSBs then. Most armies pay around 280 points to have a BSB, a BSB which does literally almost nothing, right? It's, it's a dude with a flag, unless you're playing him butt naked. In the back, then it's like closer to our 200 points. Yeah, so that would mean for 90 points, you gain fighting capacity minus one to hit for the unit. Of I four mean, plus fighting eight. capacity is pushing it, it's definitely better than a naked BSB. Yeah, from true, most true, other true, armies. sure. But like, if, let, compare it to like yes, an orc, B, compare it to like an orc BSB. Yeah, like, that's the yes. same. Four, four strings, four tags. The, 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 the BSB... Four strength, five attacks with the same weapon skill. No, not the same weapon skill. Weapon skill five? Only yeah. for... The orc, oh, yeah, the yeah, the orcs do get weapon skill five. Just yeah. as an example. But it's not called weapon skill five. It's broken into two stats. Offensive weapon. Cheers. Drink, Henry. Cheers. But the, the temple legate also has battle focus and lightning reflexes. Oh, yeah. And leadership nine. I think it's a good... Good I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with you. Just, I love the design. I'm just trying to put it into context. I love the design. I don't think, for instance, the alchemy one. The alchemy one is perfectly finely priced. That's perfectly fine. Yeah. It's strong. It's conditional. I haven't, I haven't situational. played the other one. No, but the the divination one. Immediately looking at it is just the one that you take. Uh, no, I, I, I disagree. Think, I think the alchemy one has better spells for yeah, your units. I agree. And the divination one has better. The minus, that has better buff for your units. The alchemy one is great in other units. In temple militants, the divination one yeah. is obviously better. I, I agree. I agree. But I'm not playing temple militants, so for me it doesn't make sense. No, but we want to play them. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. temple militants all the way, baby. Well, then, then enjoy it. Yeah, while it lasts. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I love the design. I wouldn't change the design. The only thing that I'm not convinced about in the book, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe because I can't really see them, how you actually feel them or how you use them when you're playing them, is the the uh, what are they called? The new corsairs, which are not corsairs. Are they are they called corsairs? Yeah. Okay. They have the rule corsair. But what's the name? Raiding party. Yeah. Aha! Raiding party. The new raiding party and the Legion Legate, which oh. isn't on foot. Oh, sorry, which is on foot. Like a Legion Legate on foot is something I can't. We well, really... talked about it before with the ring of the Ninth Legion. Put yeah. it in execution. Oh, fuck. Put it in judicators. Yeah. And give him the what's it called? Steel of the Republic. Armor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, ring, ring of the Ninth Legion. And, and then the spear. I Good think I think you just grab. In all honesty, if you're going for that build, you go over the the two rings. Go <laughs> ring of the ninth <laughs> legion. 
And for, the, for those listening at home, I'm pointing my fingers in the air yeah. and gesticulating alternatively. Because as a true bro, you obviously wear very broad iron rings <laughs> on your index fingers. <laughs> Point them to the sky. Alternatively. Um, I think he's nice as a support character. Yeah, he's definitely, but he's also, he's running in, I did the math, and he is running in at 320 points for like, if he's your general, which he- could he, be your BSP. He could Can be, you actually be, be the general and have a BSP no. flag? No, no, you can't be both. Um, but you want him to have some sort of a save if he's up there with the unit and he's low yeah. points. So yeah. you want to make him the general because you can give him two rings and the four plus Aegis. Or two, I'm sorry. Yeah, or that, but I'd rather have the four plus Aegis. Four plus four plus, rather than two plus, in my opinion. You could also have two at five, but... Yeah, with the mirror. Yeah. Or the normal thing. No, because then you can't have two rings, but... Yeah. You want the two rings because that just makes the executioners kill everything. Literally, like, executioners, not executioners. That's, that's, I think, a double fine there. Yeah, that's a lot of wine. I think judicators with the thinking, new you're, you're, you're thinking too much about the judicators because the judicators are already really killy enough so why would you put 300 point of character in the unit for this to, to kill more of the same thing for the same reason that anyone who has played against uh empire of stone style the ha the light the heavy infantry is what they're called now with the battle focus character and the prelate hatred and lethal strike because 23 Judicators with Battle Focus and Hatred in the first round of combat with Artistry of Death means that they will literally eviscerate everything in the first round of combat. And they can even take half, they can lose half the number and they'll still do it. Because they will be hitting with more, on average, I haven't done the math, so take this with a grain of salt, <laughs> but I'm almost certain that they'll be making more hits than they have attacks in the unit because it's usually presuming it's a three plus to hit then they'll make more hits than they have attacks in the unit but what but i mean what things do you need the battle focus for if you're attacking web skill for less troops see that's the point right um and i agree with that and that's also my concern is as i said in the beginning i'm not sure the legion legate is there if he's on foot. He's also Dispin 10. He's Dispin 10, we've talked about this before. And it's- How many, um, many Dispin 9 tests did I fail today? Like three or four? But you have four? no BSB. Yeah, I mean, I was playing wide, right? Yeah. yeah but you don't have a BSB. 18 inch bubble? Yeah, um, yeah, I know. But, but the Temple Legate can also go on a Metacore. See, that, this is where I- this Although, is, uh, You may think on a foot, on foot with the of ten and the spear in some unit where you can generate a lot of combat risk. It's nice, yeah. It's okay, and even with the ring. Yeah. But at that point And he's like the he's like the, the guy the guy that that's disciplined enough to keep all your troops in order and then when your prince swoops in with the crippling frost thing, he just goes in the corner with the super ring and just said eh! Now you don't have any offensive or defensive skill anymore. Yeah. Mr. Dueling Opposing Character. But you can't use multiple characters with the Ring of Light Legion because the way it's worded is that enemy 
units in base contact with the wearer, right? So there's something about challenges and being only in base contact with those you're in challenge with. No, you're still in base contact with other things too. I don't know. Sure, you can just yeah, you're right, Patrick. You can you can work it around like that. I just checked. So it so what what I what I wanted to talk about today, aside from dread elves, uh, or what we what we what we were kind of impromptuly fuck. What we were impromptu discussing about podcasting about was the different types of war machines. Mm. So just a just a segue out of this dread elf discussion that's probably been had in multiple places. <laughs> um, I think a dread elf book is nice. I think the dread elf book is nice. It just needs a few point adjustment and then it's really really good. Yeah. I like it. It makes me want to play the dread elves even if I didn't like the army at all before. But apparently we're talking war machines now. Yeah. So. I want to talk about war machines. Mm-hmm. So we were talking before about cannons and bolt throwers and yeah. catapults and stuff. So what 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 do we think? Where where do we think they can the war machines are? Or where do where do we think they should be? Okay, so for me, uh, the big issue with war machines in general is that historically they've been <laughs> 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 what. <laughs> so, it's sorry. not an argument. In no, 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 man. I mean, historically, in the ninth age. Okay. I'm not going to use this retarded you're, you're king of England. You're saying it. You're, no, the water was high. No, now you're no, going no. Back to the I'm not going to reference the siege you're, of Toulouse or the Battle of Agincourt. Yeah. This wasn't going to be in a. This was going to be historically in Warhammer fantasy and fantasy battles, the ninth age. War Machines has been kind of like a rock, paper, scissor thing, right? So yeah. you had a cannon which had this chance of... Uh, killing everything. Or killing, just killing your opponent's general, a thousand point vampire on something crazy mountain, just like in one, in one dice roll, it's just boom, game over, right? Which wasn't fun for anyone. Nope. And so that's what I meant by historically. So my, my point is, I don't think that War, war Machines should be a damage dealer sure like both throwers is like it does d3 wounds to single models so which is fine we, we were saying that we like both throwers yeah we like both throwers yeah. i think that's the way that both throwers are is, is fairly balanced exactly right and, and i think cannons is just kind of a why does it have plus one additional wound why does it why does it get plus one to hit against big things yeah what what why like what reason like if, if you if you just imagine, you you have a cannon, and you angle it, and you're like, I'm gonna I'm gonna aim at this dragon yeah. that's flying across the sky, yeah, and you're gonna light the fuse, yeah, and you go, and you're like, where did the dragon go? Yeah. Boom, <laughs> boom, yeah. Oh fuck! It was it was somewhere over there on the right. Oh shit. Okay, okay. This time I'm gonna turn my cannon to the right. And we're gonna light my fuse again. And I keep turning, and we keep turning, and I keep turning, and, and keep this turning. Thing is fucking heavy, mind you. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And and where's the dragon going? Oh, now it's over to the left. Yeah. yeah. And, Quick, turn and, it back to the yeah. left. And what if the dragon actually flies just just a tiny smidge upwards? Yeah. yeah. How do you just like press down on your end in the cannon and you just yolo it? Yeah. Just like lean your weight <laughs> on it. Yeah. 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 Apparently, this makes you more accurate. Yeah. So plus one to hit. And if you hit, you get an extra wound, like against flying. flying. Yeah. yeah. So this is clearly, this is clearly, clearly, clearly some sort of way of balancing the game against flyers. It's like a wet bandage. Yeah. 
Yeah. This is this is something. Saying, I, would, I would rather the bolt throwers get plus one to hit and plus one clip wings. If anything, I would yes. rather the spearbacks have plus one to rule against flying. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, uh, that's reality. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, is you can't really say that it makes sense to have a model in the game which is super strong at just killing dispro disproportionately effective at killing single models. Yeah, like in that design, because it's. I mean, if, if anything, it should be minus one to hit against flyers. If anything, minus two. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the same goes for a bolt thrower. Uh, sorry, no. the, not bolt thrower. Sorry, the stone thrower. Yeah. yeah. Like, how how would you land a rock on a yeah. dragon flying through the air? Yeah. Please tell me. You Please pray, tell me. Pray to the lady. Yeah. <laughs> right. So this is this just kind of this immersion breaking stuff is one of the things that keeps the cost of war machines artificially high yeah because it's been a crutch right like how many of us think the dragons are way too powerful in the game right now nobody there's a deafening silence here right? i'm gonna i'm gonna put in a big silence when i edit this like yeah two minutes yeah crickets <laughs> like, nobody's ever played against a dragon and thought to himself fuck this I'll is just kind of this guy he just won in Shit, battle strike what did you do i dropped my cheese on the floor Everybody hold, hold the podcast, the podcast, the podcast. Henry dropped his cheese. I genuinely can't see it. Well, <laughs> Doesn't help to have a yellow floor. You have a your, yellow your, your floor. Your floor is the same color as the cheese. <laughs> Henry. Yeah? Your floor is it's color gone the cheese. way of the dodo. Yeah, but. It will become a fossil in 2000 years. But it's going to be a lot moldy and stuff. It's going to be molded. It's going to be moldy. Moldy. Oh, I've got really a lot of disgusting stuff on there. It's going to be uh, alive in two weeks. Oh, well. And now for a break. <laughs> Carry on. And we're back. <laughs> Talking about war machines. Why does a cannon gain plus one to hit against big things? Makes no sense. So we... So, yeah. Moving on. We all agreed that the cannon should be more about... Why do you have a hairband? Hairband. For, for my girl? Ooh, <laughs> okay. So this is, this is this is the way that women mark the territory. So okay. they just leave tokens for other women to see <laughs> in order to initiate conflicts that they have no partake in. Super sneaky. Yeah. So, so Hen Hen Henry looks baffled. <laughs> you saved yourself there. He yeah, I, I'm glad I dropped my cheese on the floor and then found this hair <laughs> bubble. I didn't find the cheese though. <laughs> <laughs> and now for a break. So the, the cannon, the cannon should be. Oh, I did find the cheese. <laughs> Here it is. Now it's yeah. So we all agree that the cannon should be more about killing rank and file infantry, right? I'm not sure about that, but I I just don't think that it should be disproportionately effective at killing flyers. Hmm? Like why? I think the argument is that. Mm, the dwarves won't have any option to kill flyers. Mm. Oh, well, dwarves can fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> except for bolt throwers. Except for a bolt million throwers, bolt throwers, crossbows, shots, uh, seekers, characters. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just fuck off. Yeah, I right? agree. I agree. I, like the the, the I think the game. I think the game has just evolved in a different way. Yeah. You know, exactly. like back in eighth edition. Yes, Maybe. You, you needed a way to like balance against these yeah. big monsters, but. Yeah. In Ninth Age, you don't need that. Yeah. 
Imagine, imagine saying like the dwarf player saying, oh, "I don't have any ways of handling monsters. I don't if I don't have ranged attacks." And the VC player is literally looking at looking at him and saying, "Dude, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, <laughs> come down yeah. my level. Yeah, what? fix your own shit." To be fair, the VC can play occultism and has screens. That is true. I will Those are very that. effective against monsters. They are like two terror guys flying up to a monster and saying, "Fuck off!" To what? What are they called now? Not called terror. Not horrors. called terror guys. Shrieking horrors. Drink your wine. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <Grand> so, Nazis. <laughs> so, back to the canon. Yeah, I, I think I, as you say, Patrick. I think it should be more of like an anti-infantry weapon. Mm. Like historically. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm imagining, like okay, you wheel up your cannon on the battlefield. Like, okay, what are you going to shoot? You're going to shoot into these massed formations of Infantry soldiers and right? cavalry if and you're things. napoleon yes well i mean it just makes <laughs> sense i mean I, i'm i'm not napoleon i'm not i'm not so, fucking oh, oh. uh lord <laughs> nelson but i i i'm pretty i would just imagine that if i was going to shoot a cannon for to get the most effect out of my cannon i'm just going to shoot it into the middle of a fucking formation yeah. of infantry yeah. or cavalry i mean okay so the cannon was used to, like, have two ships go up to each other's side and just blast each other on short range. With no accuracy at all, just blast away yeah. in cannons. So, and it was also used to blast against walls. Yeah. Or big, slow-moving ships from castles yeah. near the shore. Or into massive ranks of infantry. It was never used. To shoot, to shoot, shoot dragons out of the sky. <laughs> out of the sky. Okay. But we all failed. But, no, no, but we all failed because used, we used retarded arguments for a fantasy game. We used historically, <laughs> <laughs> but like, but not not just historically, but just like sensibly. Sensibly, sensibly, it doesn't add up. And I, you're agree. not gonna, you're not gonna use the cannon to shoot out that one guy on a horse in the middle of a gazillion infantry models. No. Yeah, let's let's pick out the general yeah, with the yeah, cannon. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what you're gonna do now. So you have this hero on his horse, and then this guy at his cannon, he mounts his uh, laser rangefinder. <laughs> and, and he loads his GPS <laughs> ammunition into the cannon. You ever played Halo where yeah. you charge up like the laser gun and it goes then you release it well, and you go, the cannon now is not a cannon it's like a tomahawk missile yeah exactly it's a ballistic like, missile it goes like, from one end of the battlefield <laughs> into the other it's a it's on a two plus yeah. wounds on a two plus do three plus what two wounds yeah. if you're, if if you're, you're flying. flying yeah and like wow tell you what if we had this kind of weapon in the army we'd be invincible <laughs> you, you, you have yeah we have but but that's like, <laughs> and the definitely <laughs> So, so uh, Patrick, if you could... What's the fix? Yeah, what would you make the cannon if you wanted to make it maybe more balanced and more realistic? So, the cannon... Like, we've all seen The Hobbit. The Hobbit movies. Yeah. Where the, this guy climbs on a tower, has a bow thrower with a black arrow, and he shoots a dragon. So, the bow thrower is, like, light and nimble and easy to shoot at, like, fast yeah, like, stuff. I, I've seen Game the, of Thrones. I've seen Bronn on the back of that cart, like... Moving it around, shooting at yeah. the dragon. I mean, the cannon is heavy and unwieldy and not nimble at all. 
So it has to shoot at some stuff that that's easy to shoot. Yeah. But it also it's not like a tiny arrow. It's like a big ball that like bounces and yeah. pulls up dirt and around. throws people around into each other. So for sure it should be like minus two to hit against flying. And there's nothing to say that a cannonball can't explode, right? Yeah. Hmm. And it should be probably not not a line, but like two or three lines. So area attack two times five. Yeah. With without multiple wounds, or maybe just multiple wounds two. Multiple well, wounds two sounds reasonable. So it's really good against monst- monstrous infantry, which is really easy to hit with a cannon. I would guess exactly right. And it's still really good against infantry. You would be able to kill. Ten guys, I guess. Yeah, two? yeah. I think maybe maybe just area attack two by five. Two by five would probably be fine. Yeah. yeah. Two by five. Three by five seems a bit it's, much. It's it's more like a like a stone throw thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two by five is probably enough. So right? two by five or, or two, two by four, or, even. And if, four if you make it if you make it like if you make it AP ten, then it's very good against cavalry as well. Oh yeah. yeah. So it's still strength ten. It's still AP ten. It's just multiple ones two. And then it has no bonus. It has actually negative modifier to hit against flying. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And then, and then maybe you give like bolt throwers plus one to hit against flying. If anything, yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe not. Depends on how you balance things. Or you, or you do the same thing like cannons. Like you remove cover from flyers for bolt throwers. Because that's like a pseudo plus one to hit, right? That's kind of what they did to cannons. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. Get rid of that rule. Yeah. Get rid of the rule that the cannons don't suffer. That's because Why? They shoot, they <laughs> Why? Shoot, they shoot through cover. But that's the point, I guess. But isn't isn't but the whole idea that you can't see them? I mean, if a cannonball hits a tree, wouldn't it or a tree trunk? Wouldn't it kind of like wear off in some direction? Yeah. Right. If it's a strong cannon. Yeah. If it's a meaty cannon. <laughs> I th- I think I think to an extent we also we also like the veil is pulled over our eyes a little bit when we think of like modelled battlefields like when if you look at the trees that I use for my table they're like I use like Christmas trees from Susten Grinner like that's a little bit hobo-ish, but yeah yeah sure. yeah <laughs> it works but it works right yeah. And so they're kind of like thin, like fern trees. Mm-hmm. So I would say, like, okay, a cannonball hitting one of those probably not really going to make much. It's not really going to stop it. But it's going to make it less accurate. You're not sure, gonna, sure, you're not right. Hit what you but if, you're hit. but if you're like actually thinking about something a bit more realistic in a battlefield, like if there's like a forest on a battlefield with some big trees and a lot of undergrowth. Then it'd be very difficult to see something. A lot of things to deflect off. The tree, the tree trunks are probably gonna stop a fucking cannonball. It's not. Or the cannonball is gonna like break the tree, and the tree is gonna smash some guys. Yeah. But but at the same time, let's just say it would make sense for stone falling from the sky to ignore any potential cover because it's coming from the top down and not from the side. Agree. Agree. So so looking at Stone throws, right? Maybe they should keep their ability to ignore the cover modifiers. Yeah. With cannons and bolt throws not being able to, as they are direct fire weapons. Agreed. I don't see any. I guess actually the cannons is like in an arch. It's well, both are like a bullet. Both are. 
both are the same. Like bow throwers and cannons follow the same trajectory. Well, yeah, more directly than the stone thrower. Yes. Yeah, like the, 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 the so, so mortars and stone throwers and these kinds of weapons, which are like top-down weapons, yeah. indirect weapons, should ignore the penalties to hit for cover. I agree with that, but and also I agree that. Obviously gigantic, but I think the rules are this way in the first instance that gigantic models can't take cover in a, a behind a fence or a wall. Or the, the, that's already in the rules, right? It's, exactly it's, right. It's like yeah. a, those towering presence. Yeah, yeah, but they're, they're all gigantic are towering presence, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So the idea is that if you are a cannon or boat for a, I mean, even a forest, just say okay, include in the forest rules like gigantic models don't get cover in forest because. But they should get covered in forest. You think? I think yeah. they, I think they do get covered in forest. They do, they do moment, get covered, but in they forest. don't in the field or in a room. They don't get in a field or behind. No, but a uh, like wall. trees can be really tall, and the field is only like. It's definitely not the grain is only gonna grow this much. Yeah, there can be trees. Yeah. It's definitely not gonna be five to ten meters high. Depends if you're in the in like the mutant areas where the grain grows really high, but you're not. So the idea is that top-down weapons will ignore cover, and direct fire it's weapons will not grow. What about what? What are you talking about? Oh, I said it very quietly, so it was, wouldn't appear on the podcast. It would be like a sneak peek, but you didn't know it was there. <laughs> it's gonna turn it up a lot. Yeah. So, what we're saying is the cannon should be a different kind of weapon, and the bolt thrower should really be the one that shoots dragons yeah. from the sky. Yeah, if anything that the bolt thrower. If there should be such a weapon, which I'm not sure there should be. I think it fits like yeah. that. For me, thing. for me, for me bolt thrower should be like anti monster. The cannon should be anti-cavalry slash anti-monstrous stuff. Like monstrous infantry, monstrous cavalry. And then the stone thrower should be anti-infantry. I like that idea, generally speaking. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know I don't know what the rules should be, but that's how I would differentiate them. Yeah, that's, that's the same way I would do it. Yeah. So, rules team, take a listen, take a note, change shit up. I mean, it, it would be a very big balance, right, to sort it all out. But I think it would work. In the it would make so. It would make immersion for the game a lot better. Yeah, I agree. Right now, there's no. My cannon firing at a monster in the forest will not get a penalty to hit, but my bolt throw will. <laughs> despite, despite it being very more much yeah. easily more maneuverable, and the cannon will also get clip wings. Yeah, the cannon will also. Do a lot more damage to a flying Doesn't it, monster. Does the cannon get plus one to hit against gigantic? Yeah. Yeah. So not only does it hit, not is it, not only does it ignore cover, it's also easier to hit and does more damage. And does more damage. So it's basically a rocket-assisted fragmentation <laughs> grenade in a cannon. It's a tomahawk GPS. Yeah, it's a tomahawk yeah. missile. Yeah, definitely is. Except a tomahawk missile can't target flying things. You can't? No. This one is augmented by Sigma. <laughs> so this one definitely can. <laughs> don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. I don't care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree. I just want you for my own.
the rebalancing of war machines.